You're listening to The Broken Meeple Show, a podcast that speaks passionately about board games for the benefit of those who play them. My name's Luke Hector, best known for The Broken Meeple YouTube channel, and I'm an everyday gamer just like you. And I'll be talking about reviews, top tens, and just about anything that connects me to board games. As long as I have a tea or coffee in hand, that is. So grab a cup, relax, and enjoy. And remember, it's only a game. Hey everyone, this is Luke Hector from The Broken Meeple, and for episode 5 now we are The Broken Meeple Show. I hope you're enjoying the fact that I can get these out a lot regularly than usual, although this is a bit of an impromptu uh, one because I'm going on a short break for a few days, not not a lot, just a few days. I'm going up north to visit some family, and I will be somewhere in somewhere around the Yorkshire Dales area, or Yorkshire area, and hopefully it will be a lot cooler because I look like a mess right now because it is 30 degrees in southern England at the moment. And I know for some of you in some countries that's like Arctic temperatures, but we don't have air conditioning here and we're not made for this kind of hot temperature in the UK. We don't have the systems to cope with it. Our bodies aren't acclimatized to this kind of heat. It's muggy, it's humid, it is horrible. So my hair's a mess. You know, there's a cheap top just to try and stay at least clothed if nothing else and it's horrible i've been working today in the other room on a crunch deadline so i've been rushed around doing that and bear in mind that's whilst overheating doesn't matter how many ice drinks i have it's still crazy and look i mean i've got a whole pint of squash here and i've even got a you know a mug of chamomile tea because well i've got to keep up pretenses with the podcast it's a mug of tea and coffee in my hand but Mm, lovely. But chamomile tea I kind of need after a crunch day like this, so I think I've earned this little break. But yeah, it's just a family get-together. My sister-in-law, for all intents and purposes, is uh, hosting, and we're going to go up there, and it will be the first time in three years that our immediate family, so that's me, mum, dad, and my two brothers and their other halves, are actually in the same location at the same time because it's hard with my oldest brother up north and most of us down in the south. So yeah, three years since my other brother's wedding when we had that. So this will be a bit of an occasion, but uh, hopefully it will be cooler up north because I cannot... The, the forecast for the next three days is like 29, 30, 29. It's, I would I die in those temperatures. I hate extreme heat when I'm not prepped for it. I'm fine with extreme heat if you put me in a sauna or steam room. Then I would gladly take the heat. But I hate it when I'm outside and it's humid or when I'm getting sunburnt. I am much more a, I don't want to say cold-blooded, but I much prefer the colder temperatures. So you want to ask me like what a, like my top holidays are at the moment. Austria was one. And yes, that was about you know, 25 plus degrees when I went there in the summer, but I would happily go there in the winter time. But where do I really want to go at the moment? I mean, I had Norwegian fjords. That was great. Cool. Perfectly fine for me. I would love to visit Scandinavia in more detail when it's a cooler weather time. I went to Poland when it was like minus six degrees all the time. And that actually felt pretty good for me, actually. And the uh, next year I get to go to Iceland because of the Midgard Convention, assuming that COVID lets it happen. And yeah, Iceland, Perfect. Iceland in September will be the perfect temperature for me. So I much prefer the cooler temperatures. But yeah, that should be good. But channel content will still be coming out. So uh, you will have checked out my glossary part one recently. Uh, glossary part two is uh, ready for next Wednesday. And I'll be back Wednesday afternoon. So I'll be able to upload it when I get back. And this podcast will air today on Sunday. 
but I'm recording it on Friday, nice and early, because obviously I'm not going to be here for a bit. And also I've got other videos in line, like I'll eventually do streaming for either a Q&A or start a BGG Top 100 uh, talk. Um, I'm in preparations for the Top 100 of all time, my own personal Top 100, and that will be done soon but i'm basically going through the ranking system at the moment so every time i get five minutes to myself which i have had probably i think I've, i think this entire week i've had like for the last seven days i've had 90 minutes to myself where i'm not doing something that i need to get done it's been a pretty burnout week and those 90 minutes were spent watching uh, the secret world of arietti a studio ghibli film because I'm trying to resume watching a bunch of them. And uh, TLDR, check out my review on my Facebook page, but TLDR, 10 out of 10, one of the best animated films I have ever watched. I'm still listening to the soundtrack now. It's so beautiful. I love it. It's a great film. But yeah, so other videos will include a Ticket to Ride mini expansion comparison. So Amsterdam, uh, in fact, have I got Amsterdam over here? I think I do. Whoop. Yep, as in this Amsterdam, so this one and uh, New York and London. I'll do a comparison video of all three and tell you which one I prefer. That's coming soon. Uh, I need to play and review Deckscape in general. I've played one of them in the past. I now have two of them. I'm not going to do a video on each one because that's kind of pointless really. But I'll play these two and see how I feel about Deckscape as a whole, just as an escape room game. Uh, for funsies, I got Marvel Hulk. <laughs> I have an army. We have a Hulk. <laughs> I love that line. But yep, I've got this one. So I look forward to getting some Marvel Champion fun in next week. And of course, I have another thing which I will probably not even need to open for a while, which is the Return to the Forgotten Age for Arkham Horror LCG. Not doing a review. I'm just saying this is some fun stuff I've got in the post. Though I do have some folded space inserts. Uh, the insert um, company have sent me a few, and I will be doing reboxings of those just like I did with Raptor. But I probably won't do them as a live stream this time because it's very distracting trying to manage the chat and do a reboxing. The view count is not particularly high for reboxings anyway. So I think what I'll do is that I will just do a recorded video for the reboxings of the folded space and save streaming for something where I can really get into grips with the chat. Which, like I say, I'm looking to play games on Steam and I want to do a QA and a in the BGG Top 100, you know, stuff like that. I just think it would be better suited. Not to mention, you try planning four streams in the middle of a week. It's pretty tricky. But yeah, stuff to come, stuff to come. And I even have a bonus uh, series I'm going to start doing, which is the Movers and the Shakers, or something around those lines, where I'll take a game and explain why it's gone in and out of the collection, out of the collection, gone up in rating, down in rating. And I'm going to kickstart with Citadels in the near future. I've already done the video, I just need to edit it. But other than that, uh, I've been very glad to get back to the dice cafe i've played some games with some people lately in fact uh, a lovely gentleman by the name of barrett i think is um i think that's how you pronounce his name barrett uh from america was actually has actually been visiting in fact i might even see him a couple more times before he goes back because he sort of travels around the world doing his job and we got on very well he joined us there with about three or four of us and we've been playing games the last couple of wednesdays and hopefully we'll do the next couple of wednesdays so it was just really cool to actually get like an american gamer in because i do seem to notice a difference between english gamers and american gamers and not like, like oh one's better and one's worse no not like that but there's definitely a different approach that they that i think we take to games like i I feel like, I must admit, I feel like the American gamers are, like, are much more willing to just get into the game and just have a laugh, you know, just be jolly, have a laugh, not take it too seriously. And that's really cool because I like that way of playing games. 
but it was just good fun. We we played for the most part Architects of the West Kingdom and Runestones were the two highlights um, because you wanted to learn Architects and Architects for me is just a gate you know was not gateway uh, what's the word evergreen game for me it's just it's like so far it's the best out of the trilogy for West Kingdom although Viscounts is very close behind it but Paladins doesn't even get anywhere near and. Runestones is still a really cool deck builder, which unexpectedly from Queen, that has a nice little twist on the deck building mechanic of playing multiple cards and then deciding based on the number value of the card, which one has to be trashed and which one stays in your deck. It's quite cool, but very simple. I realized I've not done a review for it though. So maybe if you guys are nice and you request it, I might do a review of Runestones in the future and let you know about that. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, things are pretty sweet and you know, going okay it's just a case of avoid burnout try not to overheat have this little break with the family i mean it'll be what uh saturday morning i'm heading off all the way until wednesday afternoon when i'll be back five hour drive it's going to be absolute killer especially tomorrow in the heat but aircon cars for the win but yeah four days with the family get fed meals barbecue go walk up a couple of hills in their nearby area yorkshire area it will it'll probably be the break i need providing the kids don't get on my nerves. But, you know, that's just me. So we'll see. But no, it, it sh should be a good laugh. Quite looking forward to it. Uh, so, so what's been on the topics for today, really? Well, there's two I wanted to talk about. And on this note, I wanted to just have a look at a game called Pendulum. Because Stonemire Games produce some games i'm okay with a couple i don't like at all and some that are in my like top 25 you know they in terms of like from horrible to best or something they've got like a pretty wide ranging like tier i guess for the games that i like and pendulum seems to be a bit of a a talking point at this at moment it's a it's an odd one. It's a Stonemire game, yes, and it's coming out in the next few couple of weeks, actually, I believe during August. And it's essentially a real-time game. So you're trying to, I mean, forget the theme, would be you're a noble trying to succeed as a timeless king, whatever. It's a worker bison game, but you're expanding your territory in real time to gain resources and move up various victory tracks. So Real-time games are a bit of an iffy one, you know, because XCOM and a few others that do this, not everybody likes real-time games. So you find that it's going to not appeal to some. But lately, it hasn't had the best of reviews. Some people have really liked it, but there's been a few, including the Dice Tower and that, who have gone, this is fine, maybe not for me, but it depends. So this one, I think, is going to be one of the more controversial titles this year. Now, am I that interested in it? Yes and no. I mean, real-time works for me in cases. I do have XCOM on my shelf. That's a real-time game, which I like. Project Elite didn't quite sit as well with me, though. That's real-time. So I think it just really depends on the game and how easy it is to maintain the real-time without things going awry. Well, Stonemaier games have had a little bit of a PR boo-boo, uh, shall we say, recently, where... Uh, Stamia had tweeted about a reviewer having not released a review around the embargo date and it caused a bit of a stir on Twitter where people were like commenting well hang on a minute you know do you get to dictate when they should do the review you know they are doing this stuff for you for free and it spawned a whole thing about reviewers being undervalued in the industry 
Uh, some of us are, <laughs> I would say. I don't think the people in the big leagues are particularly undervalued. I mean, let's face it, they're getting stuff through their doors every five minutes and they're getting like headhunted to put quotes and that on websites. But certainly smaller people like me and below, you know, and are certainly going to be forgotten about quite often. But, you know, people make these mistakes, no big deal. But then it got slightly worse where essentially there was a tweet um, sorry, not a tweet. There was a an email sent round for people who were sort of known to like media for uh, Stonemaier, where they said if you wanted a first run copy of Pendulum, you had to pre-order it like any other customer, and then you and said here's a special discount for a review copy. But then it wasn't guaranteed you got the discount. So it was a case of if the game sold well, you didn't get the discount, but you still pre-ordered the game, and that was supposed to be your review copy. But then if the game didn't sell well and the first run didn't sell out, then you'd get the discount and the review copy. Again, this caused a bit of a stir on Facebook. And I must admit, I thought that was a little bit cheeky. Most of us don't get review copies for the most part 90% of the time anyway. Although I do have something arriving in the post on Portal Games on Wednesday, although I don't know what it is. I haven't been told I'm getting anything. I've just had a UPS delivery notice saying from Portal, Poland, 12th of August. There's only one or two things I can think it could be. It could be the Barbarian Hordes expansion for uh, Empires of the North, in which case probably won't have its own separate video, but I will certainly talk about it on the podcast after playing it. Or it could be to do with the Empires, was it uh, Rise of the Empires, the expansion for Imperial Settlers? That I will do a review for. I am very much looking forward to getting Imperial Settlers off my shelf after so long and deciding, oh, yes, I can play it in campaign mode. But we'll see what it is. I have no idea. I like surprises. But yeah, so this came out with a pendulum thing. But then kudos to Jamie Stegmar and Stomar. As soon as I read this, I then got told that an email had been sent out correcting this. So this is not valid now. They have He's basically come around and said, okay, yes, you can have review copies as normal. Fine. I got sent a link and it's fine. So I have now got a review copy ordered for Pendulum. And I will give it a try, and I will give the review. Obviously, some big league players are going to have the reviews out more before I will. I have to get this to the Dice Cafe in order to play it. It's, it has a solo mode, so at least I can play some of it solo and see whether there's actually a multiplayer solitaire aspect to this or not. I must admit, I am a little concerned because a competitive, sol- competitive real-time game, that means you've got to trust the other players to do it right. They might cheat unwillingly. They don't know. They might have got a rule run or something and it might unbalance the game. But then because it's real time, you don't know they've done that. XCOM works because it's co-op. Competitive? Hard to say. But then maybe that just means it's better as a solo game. Because then if I get a rule wrong, whatever. It's not like I noticed. I still enjoy the game. But with multiple players, we'll have to see. But... You know, it could be, it could be wowy. Who knows? I have no idea what to expect. Some of these images that we've got here, uh, they're pretty decent, I think, for artwork, certainly. And components don't look too bad. You know, we've got some asymmetric uh, cards and setup. So I always like that when I'm looking at games. It hopefully won't be too bad, but it's a bit too early to decide what it's going to be like. I'm just going to have to get it, play it and find out. I am not opposed to real-time games, like some people are, but granted, they're not. The, it's not the most popular genre in this, shall we say, uh, growing industry. It has got to be said, but 
you know, what are your thoughts? Have any of you played Pendulum? Uh, any of you kind of thinking, oh yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind trying that? Then by all means, let us know in the comments and let us know your thoughts. And the next thing I want to talk about is a little bit more before this, only oh, this will be a half hour episode, is the idea of being jaded when it comes to online board game plays. I have been very shall we say vocal in wanting to get back to normality quite quickly because as a bit of an extrovert I'm not the best at being cooped up in isolation now granted I can fill my time easily I've got blog stuff to do I've got work that I'm doing remotely I've got video games I've got Netflix Disney plus uh, board games galore if I want to fill my time for the rest of my life I can especially I would love it if my job like if I had to quit my job and won the lottery and people will sort of think, well, oh, if I won the lottery, I'd be bored. I wouldn't have anything to do. I don't know what planet you're on if you don't find enough to do when you win the lottery. Do whatever you've never been able to do in your life. You'll be able to do something. For me, I've just mentioned about a dozen things that I could do. And that's before I even decide, oh, yeah, I could get a bigger house. I could do the blog full time. I could go traveling all around the world to all the places I've never been before. Yeah, there's so much you can do. I could learn a few languages, acquire a new skill, learn a martial art, go to the gym more often. There's so much you could do. But where am I going with this? Yeah, with the whole being stuck in for COVID, uh, we resorted to online board gaming. Now, I already mentioned in one episode what I thought about virtual conventions, and virtual conventions are good. I like them. They're not perfect. There's no substitute for being face-to-face, -face, but they are cheaper. There's a plenty of stuff on Tabletop Simulator and that, but they're a one-off thing, and you need to kind of have the whole day spare sat down on a chair in front of a computer, which is not great for your back or your eyesight, but no, they work fine. The issue that I have lately is the stuff with actual playing games online so originally when covid started i didn't really do a lot of online plays of board games i was mainly i mean i played a few apps and that was about it but then i got on to board game arena and i do have an account on board game arena it's just luke hector it's just my name and i was playing a few games on here this was like the easy one it cost like what like 10 20 quid or something to sign up for the entire year on premium there was like no reason not to and, you know, there's some half-decent games on here, but I was spamming the hell out of some of them, though. I mean, I was playing a fair bit of Seven Wonders. I was enjoying, uh, what we got to, Juan? I don't remember, was I playing that or am I getting confused? Uh, Hanabi had a few games of, Potion Explosion, Carcassonne Seasons I've been playing a fair bit of, but I was spamming crazy innovation. Now, where can I find my favorites? Maybe it's because I need to go on to play now. That would work. You know, the problem is this is a new uh, browser that I'm playing this on. So it's probably just not showing up my... Oh, no. Here we go. Yeah. So Downforce, Keyflower, Sushi Go, Seasons, Potion Explosion, Seven Wonders, Takinoko, Dragon Castle, Innovation, Pool, Lost Cities, Celestia, Takedo, Carcassonne, and Jaipur. They're the ones that I've been playing. Innovation especially. I was playing Innovation like crazy. Like about... 30, 50 times I was playing that, just constantly playing two-player games because I loved the game, but never get it to the table in physical form. And for April, that was doing me well. The rest of these games have been played because I kind of enjoy them, but also because the problem I have, and this is where the jaded part comes in, the two Discord groups I'm in, one for Portsmouth and one for Southampton. I attend a Southampton club and I run a Portsmouth group. 
most of the people on those groups are not the most tech-savvy people in the world. And this is no like disservice to them. It's just not their feel. It's not their cup of tea. So getting them on Discord with a decent bit of audio was hard enough. But then getting them onto a platform where all the really good games are... I mean, I'm not saying these are bad games. Some of these are in my top 25 even. But I would certainly say that... Yeah, if you want to get the wide variety of games, you need to get on Tabletop Simulator, really. Tabletopia is okay. There's got a good variety there, but the interface isn't as good as Tabletop Simulator. But not everybody can use Tabletop Simulator. It's an inefficient piece of software. It takes a fair PC to run, and you've got to get used to the interface. I'm used to it now, so I can pick up cards and chuck them around and roll dice and that pretty quickly on Tabletop Simulator. Not everybody can, though. And so... They're unwilling to buy the software, which means you're restricted on what games you can play because you have to play them on sites like this. And I just got to a point where I was getting bored. Every time I turn up to a Discord group, it's like half the people wouldn't be there because they got sick and tired of it by then and just found other hobbies to do. And the ones that were there would just play the exact same games. I've lost track of how many times my Portsmouth group has played Race for the Galaxy, sorry, Roll for the Galaxy, Six Nimit, Ink and Gold, and recently Potion Explosion. It's like they're the four games that they play and practically nothing else. Occasionally, another game will shoot up again on board Game Arena. I kind of cry out in pleasure when, you know, we can play Dixit on the internet. There's a, I haven't got the website here. I think it's called Pigxit, P-I-G-X-T or something. It's like a, a fan-made site where you can play Dixit. But, and, and they usually play Seven Wonders. The problem is the Seven Wonders game here is base set. Why has Board Game Arena not added the expansions to Seven Wonders? Seven Wonders for me is probably about an 8 out of 10 if you don't throw any expansions. It's a 10 out of 10 with the expansions in. I want them in there. Why are they not here, Board Game Arena? Get a move on. So at the moment now, I just don't feel like playing games on Board Game Arena at the moment. I like these games, but I don't want to spam them consistently. Even innovation, I got to a point where it's like, yeah, you know what? I'm kind of done for a few months. I don't need to play it again. Seven Wonders is a bit like that. Celestia, you can't substitute face-to-face Celestia with an online platform game. Celestia has you running that airship and jading each other, like shouting at each other, going, your piloting skills suck. Or are you going to jump out? Come on, jump out. I got no chance. I'm going to crash. I'm going to crash. You better well jump out now. And, and it's, you're goading other players and engaging in that. Over the internet, that doesn't work as well. You try having multiple people do that over microphones. And then you just click a button to say, I'm getting in. It's nowhere near the same. So I love Celestia, but playing it on this sort of platform where it's just basically a, a 2D diagram, there's no substitute for having that airship in your hand and just you know having a good time with it. But even then... Even if, let's say, we get off Board Game Arena and think of Tabletopia and Tabletop Simulator, as much as they've got great games, it's hard enough me sort of going, oh, I don't know, do I feel like playing a game on there right now? Some of that is due to time. I'm, I'm a busy man. There's stuff to do. I barely get much time in the evenings. And as much as some people have said, you know, do you want to play some games on Tabletop Simulator? I would love to. It's just trying to find a moment where I feel like I can spare the time because the other big issue with the online platform gaming is that it takes so long it doesn't matter how quick you are with a mouse and keyboard it doesn't matter whether the the uh sorry the mod for something like simulator is scripted i mean that is a godsend when that happens you know uh, pulsar 2849 terramara uh you know some of the architects and stuff like that the fact that they're scripted setup so all you got to do is type in the number of players and it's done 
oh, it's such a relief to have that. But even when you shave that time off, teaching in these mods takes longer. It does take longer. Even with the pokey arrow you can put in simulator, it's still going to take longer to teach it. And then on top of that, games just take longer. You cannot substitute the speed of picking up a wooden piece and placing it down on the board versus having to hold your mouse, go to said piece, usually by moving the camera and uh, on the screen, which involves more mouse clicks or keyboard presses, then picking up said piece and then dropping it where it needs to go, praying that it actually lands where it needs to go if you've done it you know, carefully and not just chucked it across the room. And when you factor that in for all the turns of the game, especially when you're messing around with cards, because card games are harder to do online than in anything, because having them in like sort of in this weird hand in front of you and then trying to pick one up and then stick them under a deck and shuffle the deck, it's, it's so much quicker to do in real life. Mm, a bit more of my tea. So again, I'm sort of thinking, well, I'd like to play this game online. I do love this, but oh, it normally takes two hours to play and now it's going to take three hours with the whole with the whole teaching and long elongated computer setup so do i want to play it i don't know and that's really has i think jaded me onto online gaming it's not saying that jaded i'm not saying that online gaming is bad never some of you probably have survived the last few months on online gaming and it's still fun i love these games i'm looking at right now and tabletop simulator would have a similar you know feel to it but it's just not as good as it once was. I mean, I'm looking at some of these other games on Board Game Arena here, and it's I've tried PI. It's okay. Ink and Gold, it's just a luck fest. That's boring. Rally Man was boring. Love Letter, fine, I guess. Roll for the Galaxy, wasn't a big fan of. Uh, don't even know what half of these, some of the other games are. Turn the Tide, Infinity, what are they? Can't Stop. I'm not that desperate to spend a, like time, spare time playing the a dice rolling luck fest uh king domino wasn't a huge fan of so you know the, the heaviest game i've played on here is Keyflower. granted there are heavier games on here but then i'm kind of bored with terra mystica i've not played cancer clanadonia um lagrania's on here i haven't had a chance to play that recently so that, that would be nice if i could play that again but yeah so it's more the simple stuff on here the more heavy stuff i've played on tabletopia and simulator and again they take so long you know i was teaching it gridcon the virtual gridcon i taught several games if i was teaching them in person we would have probably had a good two three hours shaved off the total time just because it's a lot easier to do in real life even with scripted setups it's you know completely different not to mention face-to-face -face interaction always trumps online interaction it's just the way it is so i'm kind of interested to see i mean what do you guys think have you kind of got bored with this whole online gaming lark and now you want to get back face to face or are you comfortable doing online gaming for a long time i've personally been loving the fact i'm back at dice cafe the face to face things once a week and recently twice a week i'm back at dice maybe the same three or four people as i mentioned uh, uh barrett or american friend joining us as well and it's been so much fun and just to have people in front of you you know distanced of course you know we're keeping our distance but it's around a big table because i've got a sponsored uh, decent table over there the staff wear masks so they've got hand sanitizer and everything so we can keep fine you can't go to the bar you have to order it in and that but even especially now if you're in the uk you need to get to your local game cafes 
now if they are taking advantage of the government scheme. For those of you not particularly versed with what the UK is doing right now, other than slowly shooting itself in the foot, or is it even slowly? I don't know. Ooh, politics. But yeah, stay away from this channel. But the government scheme that we've got is that it's, I forget what it's called. It's like help help out to eat out or something, something, something like that. And the idea is, is that as long as you only buy soft drinks and, you know, teas and coffees and food to eat in, not takeaway, you get 50% off the price of the bill up to 10 quid discount. So you could spend 20 quid on food and drink at a game cafe and you would get it for 10 pound. 20 pound gets you a reasonable amount of food and drink, at least enough for a decent half day night out there. And for my evenings at Dice, it's been fantastic. That's why I've been going twice a week because they're not open on Mondays. It runs only Monday to Wednesday. So Tuesday and Wednesday when they're open, I'm down at Dice. And I'm like, what did I get the first time I went there? I bought, because they, they've got some bundle deals as well. But I remember I had cover charge, a soft drink, forget what it was, like a Pellegrino or something, uh, at least four coffee slash teas, whatever, it was a mix, and a full dinner, which was these two giant turkey pesto and tomato sandwiches that they do on sourdough bread. So this is like chunky sandwiches, not horrible stuff you get in the Tesco meal deals and that. And, you know, with a bit of salad and a packet of crisps and that. And all of that, including cover charge, less than a tenner. £9.50 something, I think the bill was. Less than a tenner. And granted, I was going overboard because I was only at the club for like four and a half hours. But... I was just thinking, you know what, I want to milk this discount as much as possible. And for less than a tenner, I get a decent night out playing games and eating food. And if your local game cafe is uh, is able to take advantage of the scheme, of which I don't see why they wouldn't be, because if Dice is, I don't see why every other one can. It's only, I think, for August. Uh, I don't know if it's for longer. I mean, if they do it for longer, then please do it for longer. But I don't think the government would be able to afford it because everybody's queuing outside major restaurants, you know, trying to get in on this action. But, oh, I love this scheme. It's like the first thing the government has done right in or ever. Yeah, so if your game cafe does this scheme in the UK and you think, you know what, it's about time I got out of the house and went and played some board games. If your game cafe is open, go to your game cafe, play some games, eat some food, support them. Now, if you don't want to go out and you're still cautious about COVID and everything like that, I totally understand. That's absolutely fine. The reason I set up a Discord group for my Portsmouth group was because people weren't comfortable to meet up and play games. And that's fine. The Discord group's perfect for them. But there's a few of us, only about four or five of us, but it's enough. It's enough for games. And we wanted to get out. And as long as we were taking precautions, we were happy just to take advantage of a bit of normality. Granted, I would admit, hand on heart, I am taking precautions but i am still trying to live my life because i'm down the dice cafe i have visited friends i go to the gym our gyms have opened so they have reduced capacity and you have to be careful when you're in there and de you know disinfect stuff but i go to the gym because let's face it i got four month fat on top of normal fat to get rid of in terms of uh you know my health and i can go swimming because they've got lanes and they've bought with them together and you book in advance so it's like great i can go swimming and what else am i doing uh obviously theaters aren't open the theater industry is in tatters at the moment especially with these uh video on demand nonsense seriously 30 dollars for mulan i'll tell you where you can take your special offer disney if you think i'm gonna pay that for mulan you dare do that with black widow and uh 
Wonder Woman 1984, whoever's in charge of those ones, it's like, I will have your heads. <laughs> I'm not paying 30 bucks to rent a movie digitally. It's horrible. But yeah, so definitely go out and do it. If, if you're comfortable leaving the house and doing these things, then I urge you to go to your game cafe, support them, take advantage of the scheme. If you're in the UK, give them some money, buy some food. I mean, it's a tenner, 20 pounds worth of stuff for a tenner. It's a bargain deal. And if you don't want to spend that, then just spend a tenner's worth of stuff and get five pound discount. So then you basically got yourself a meal and a couple of drinks for a fiver. It's kind of a no brainer, really, if you are, of course, comfortable with going out. So, yeah, I mean, it should be cool. In fact, I wonder if, for those of you who are in the UK, I can bring up what I keep going on about with Dice Portsmouth. Uh, Just Eat. I don't, really, I don't think they have a website per se, or if they do, it's very old. Yeah, they've got the banner. So they've got the banner and it still looks like that. But I think this is quite an old site. So, you know, we've got... Parking nearby, we've got uh, the library and booths and a membership scheme and things like that. So, But that's an old site, so I don't think that there's a particular website for them. But, you know, you can have a look at these pictures here. So on Google, there's some pictures of the Dyson Lounge. Uh, none from me personally, I don't think. But this is the site. So you can see that this is a packed time when COVID wasn't happening. So now... Not all the tables are open. There's less chairs around them. And you obviously have masks and, and the staff have masks and you have disinfectant and stuff like that. So this is... Oh, he's playing Citadels. Good on you, chap. But this is a packed day. So ignore that these aren't recent photos. And what was this? November 2018. So this was shortly after it actually first opened. So you can see it's pretty busy. But uh, these are the sandwiches I mentioned. So you've got these giant sourdough bread things that they make fresh, a little bit of salad, a bit of crisps. I mean, it's not the most filling meal error, but I mean, you get one of your five a day in the uh, salad mix there with some vinaigrette dressing. You've got some, you know, crisps. Why not? You don't like crisps. But these two sandwiches there, I mean, um, yeah, over there, there's more two sandwiches. You'd be surprised how filling those are. There's a big slice of the bread, and it is jam-packed full of turkey, pesto, and well, whatever it has. I mean, there's one that's uh, brie and chutney and something else I can't remember. That's a really nice one. And they got some good, good food there. I mean, they do a pretty good job. But showing up, basically, I didn't think I was going to give you a tour of Dice, but I uh, figured, you know what, to add an extra five minutes to the podcast, why not? But I'm going to have to describe this a bit to you who are in the audio form i do apologize but so they basically have a rectangle they have a, a long room and there's an intersection wall in on the left of this picture so i think in the middle of the room you've got an, a wall that you can see through because they've got a panel to look through and they've put some games there to show off but basically you can walk around either side of this uh, little intersection and there's tables in various guises. So you've got the sofa-style chairs with tables for four. You've got the two-person table. So it's great to bring your date along. I have yet to do this. Sad violin, tears flowing from my eyes type thing. But their library has been updated since this photo. But they tended to... They had a problem with putting a few Kickstarter titles on there, which I always told them to get rid of because... The chances are most people go into your library have no idea what this Kickstarter title is, so don't put it on your library. But they've still got a fair few of these games around. Uh, so what have we got? Abyss, Ticket to Ride, Flam Rouge, uh, Luxor, uh, Civilization, King of Tokyo in various guises, Sheriff of Nottingham, different Ticket to Rides, Lord of the Rings LCG, Dice Forge, 
Um, not sure why Lord of the Rings LCG should be there. Dear the Winter, some tiny epic games, Santorini role player, uh, Formula D, Zombicide, uh, a few others, Nurishima Hex. And they say, I mean, this is an old picture in November 2018. I guarantee you the library is better than what it looks like here. But and sadly, I don't have any recent pictures. Uh, that's it from the outside. So the entrance on the right and standard. I mean, yeah, it may not look like the Ritz just looking at the building because it's an old Portsmouth building, but the DICE logo is pretty cool. It sticks out. And when you get inside, obviously, you've got more games, you know, Carcassonne, Codenames, Duet, Jamaica. They've got stuff for people who don't know about games. So Monopolies and Scrabbles and Cobra Poor, Hanabi, Sushi Goes, Happy Salmons. They've got stuff for everybody there including kids uh a retail section where yes granted flgs is charge a bit more but you know support your local flgs where do you think i got my lady in the tiger game it works for that and there's just you know plenty of cocktails and beers and they've got a couple of nice ciders that even i can drink you know again not the cheapest thing in the world but then no cafe ever is that's why i say go out in september uh, sorry in august and take advantage of that scheme as long as you don't want to drink alcohol but, you know, little snack pots and people just enjoying games of all types here on some half-decent tables. It's a really cool place. And I wish that if, you know, if you're listening on audio and you don't live in the UK or in my area, then granted, this probably isn't of much use to you. That's why I sort of bolted it on the end of this podcast. But it's it's a cool place. I love being there. I, I like the people who run it, the, the two mates of mine who started up they're great people the guy there who runs the place used to manage various pubs julian he's an absolute he's a laugh he knows about his games he's very passionate about it we get on very well so you know we we support each other and me you know talking to people about the cafe but then they also mention my blog and my portsmouth game club so people can come along to them so yeah uh that's pretty much it for dice so before i wrap up just want to remind you of a couple of things firstly um Actually, nah, just probably one thing really. The video I have done on promoting small channels, this is still an ongoing thing. So basically what I'm doing is I have wanted, I've called for small channels, preferably less than 10,000 subscribers and you know unsupported by another channel to get in touch and send me a 30 to 45 second promo video of themselves that I can put some music to and then just bolt onto the end of my videos so that after I've done the main topic of the video I can do a promo before the end card cuts in and this is a way for me to help support smaller creators because like I say I hate the fact that as a small creator you know we get left out of the lurch sorry left out of the loop that's a better description and I know channels smaller than me have an even harder time and I was there once at a time a few years ago when I started YouTube and no subscribers no video content and it was a pain now the only thing I am saying though is that I've had a fair amount of videos in lately which is great I've had some good feedback and some half decent videos but I am going to make a slight caveat with the conditions here for the moment, I'm going to put favor to the videos where the channel is already been established and has been up and running. Now, that doesn't mean that they have to have been going for years, but say like a few months with a reasonable quantity of videos there. Then they, it's a bit difficult to promote your channel if you have literally done two videos, one of which is just to say, hi, I'm here for 30 seconds, and you've got four subscribers. It's a bit tricky. Not to say I don't want to promote your channel. I want to. But we just need a little bit of content. So I want to keep your video on hold for the moment. 
and still have it in my reserve, but then give it time, let your channel build up a few videos, get some video content so that you've actually got something to show people because it's difficult to sort of say to people, look, come see my channel when you've only got one video to show them. That's not kind of how advertising works. But as soon as that happens and you've built up some extra content, then boom, I'll stick your video on the end of a promo. But for now, I kind of have to make this cool because I've had a fair amount of videos where they fit that. Oh, we're we're reasonably established, but we've only got a few hundred subscribers. Let's go for it. But then I've also had a lot of videos where they come in where it's literally blurry videos and like they've got one video and two subscribers. And it's like, that's, we need to guarantee that your channel is going to operate for the foreseeable future and is a going concern. If you don't have the videos online, there's no guarantee of that. So it's, I've got to make that call. I know it sounds a little bit harsh, but it's not to say that I won't accept them. It's just that I need to kind of differentiate a little bit in order to make it fair and not to mention make it relevant for those watching. So yeah, I'm going to start putting those promos out soon. They will probably be starting from the board game glossary part three because part one's already online and I've already pre-rendered part two for Wednesday. So I can't bolt one onto that. But And I'm not going to put them on short videos because... I don't really want to put an extra 30, 60 seconds on the time limit for a video that's only meant to be three minutes long and is like a bite-sized video. So this will be for main stuff like top 10s and reviews, uh, top 100s I could put them on, that kind of thing. And of course, Glossary Part 3 will be one of those videos. But yeah, so the first promo probably will not air this coming week. It will probably air the following week and then is likely going to be, say, like a once a week thing with each main video that comes out. And it will just carry on and on until whenever, really, because hopefully there'll be a good collection of videos to go through. But uh, yeah, that's about it. I need to go get some dinner and prepare for uh, some video game nights with some friends. Not to mention I need to pack for this weekend because I've got an early night as well as an early start to drive for five hours in order to get to like some place in Yorkshire just south of Middlesbrough, I think. So yeah, it's going to be a long drive, but it should be a nice weekend with some family and hopefully cooler. 30 degrees down here. I hear it's a lot cooler up there. So please, please, please be cooler and then I might survive. So yeah, thank you for listening to this podcast. If I've earned your subscription, please subscribe to the YouTube channel when you get a chance or follow me on SoundCloud or whatever Apple and Spotify platform you use in order to listen to this podcast i'm grateful for you for checking this out if you can check out my patreon campaign as well i am looking to revamp it slightly in terms of the tiers the goals and what content i put on there because mainly it was used as a hub but now i want to do things like patreon only polls to vote on what reviews i do what content i do what top tens i do i want to do patreon only content where i might do a, a discord server with just patreon people or i might do a, a stream chats like q a's uh, where it's literally just me and the patrons invited so that might be a cool thing so i'm looking i'm looking to make it more added value shall we say but other than that just thank you for listening i really really appreciate it so i'm gonna head off you guys uh Cool down in whatever way you can, but uh, I hope you're not roasting as much as I am right now because I look and feel a mess. I need a cold shower, I need dinner, I need it all. So take care, thank you all, and remember, as always, it's only a game.